Good morning and welcome in the name of Jesus. Wow, it worked for the first. You guys missed me that much that immediately you got quiet. Wow, I feel honored. Um, well, thank you for, for all the prayers uh, while I was gone during uh, the Synodical Convention. We won't talk about the convention today. We'll deal with that. Maybe next week we'll put some things together. Um, but since I haven't preached for, I don't know how many days it is now, the sermon's probably going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> but it's good, right? It's all God's word. We'll be good with it. Uh, and our theme is, is we'll be looking at the Old Testament lesson from Isaiah, chapter 55, the first five verses of it, familiar verses, I think. And uh, we'll see where God takes us as we're going to set a table. And uh, well, well, that'll be a little teaser before we get there on that. And as always, we pray that as we hear God's word through our, through our liturgy, through the hymns and the songs we sing this morning, uh, through the body and blood of Christ that we come and receive, and, and hopefully through the sermon, that our, our faith is strengthened. And we pray also if that any healing is needed, that God may choose this the time to, to heal you physically or spiritually um, or emotionally. Let's sing our opening hymn, Today Your Mercy Calls Us. Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. let us pray. 
A mighty God unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, Amen. let us confess our sin to God, our Father. We admit, O Lord, and you can join me in this, we admit, O Lord, that we often do not freely respond to your grace. We admit that we have not always shared the compassionate concern of Paul. We rejoice in having faith, but do not always share our joy with the people around us. We admit that we have not always considered the needs of others before our own, nor how you might use us and our gifts for their welfare. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus, Son of God, and Son of David, kept God's eternal covenant. He paid the price with his suffering and death for you so that grace might be freely offered to you. You are counted as children of Abraham because of the faith God has planted within you. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Rest assured, your sins are forgiven.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious God, you have promised us forgiveness, life, and salvation through Christ our Lord. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 5. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, hear that your soul may live, and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsively from Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. And our epistle reading is from Romans chapter 9 verses 1 through 13. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. 
To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all. Blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. And not all are children of Abraham, because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said, About this time next year I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac. Though they were not yet born and had, not done, and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of his call. She was told, The older will serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. This is the word of the Lord. And our gradual and verse is from Romans, chapter 11. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways! For from him, and through him, and to him are all things. Alleluia! Man ate of the bread of the angels. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Now when Jesus heard about the death of John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds, and they all ate and were satisfied. And then they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over, and those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Do you have any children today who would like to come up?
It's my two favorite. Just wait. When school starts again, then we get a few more kids. So you guys have to be on the spot today, okay? You got to talk, all right? Can you guys do that? I even brought you guys a picture to look at, but not yet. You got to wait and be patient, okay? So I want you guys to imagine you're, you're going to eat lunch, and you guys start school, is it this week or next week? Weekend. You don't know? Okay, we'll, we'll pretend it's Monday, okay? So pretend you're going to school, and you're going to eat lunch in the school cafeteria. And you have food, maybe a carton of milk in, in your hand, and you see a table of people, of kids in your class, some of them you know, and some of them you don't know. But there's no room for you at the table. Or worse, the kids see you two coming, and they spread out so that there is no room for you to sit down. That's mean, isn't it? They don't want you to sit with them. How does that make you feel? Sad, yeah, me too. How about anything else? I think I would probably feel angry too. You guys, maybe that too? Maybe angry? In fact, I probably would cry because I'd feel all left out. That's pretty ugly, huh? Lots of times, though, people get left out of things. When, when, when you're not welcome, we get hurt inside, and, and none of us want to be, be alone. So there's some good news. So what, what do you think? Do you think Jesus would spread out so people couldn't sit down with him? Or do you think he would open his arms and say, come, sit down with us? He would open his arms, huh? So I'm going to ask you guys some question. I want you to tell me yes or no, okay? It's really easy. So do you think Jesus would sit down with boys? Yes or no? Yes. With girls, people that are hurt, old people like me, thank you, <laughs> I'm saying yes. Um, people from Chico, really? Absolutely he would, you're right. How about Texas, Mexico, Europe, do you know where Europe is? It's across the big ocean. Way, 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 way. So here's, I'm going to make it easy for you. Here's the picture. And you guys, sisters, you can keep it. So you see a lot of different people, huh? You see Jesus, you see girls, boys, people who are white, people who are brown, people who are light brown, dark brown, black, yellow, maybe a tinge of red, all kinds of people, huh? You guys, you guys can share that because you have the same place. Okay. So what's, what's the point there, and, and Jesus talked about it in our gospel lesson today, is that, that all people, he welcomes everyone into his family. And that means for us, for you two, especially for all of them sitting there and those watching online today, we are to welcome people to be with Jesus too. So we're going to pray and ask Jesus to help us because sometimes we're really afraid to talk to people about Jesus, right? It's like maybe they might laugh at me or they might even get angry at me or mad at me. So, so we'll pray that Jesus can, and they're going to help us too, okay? Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us as we are and calling us into your family. Help us not to be afraid to share you with others, with others, so they too, so they too can be part of the family.
and eat from the same table. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, girls. Let's sing our hymn of the day, hymn number 642, O Living Bread from Heaven. morning again. It is so good to be back. Good answer. Thank you. Now I feel so much better. <laughs> I'm going to throw all the lie out of the God. We'll just preach pure gospel today. Not going to happen, but that's okay. So our, our, as I said earlier, and it really is good to be back. Um, our text is from the Old Testament lesson that during read for us in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 to 5. And uh, it's entitled, The Table is Set. Um, so, 
I want you to imagine this right now. You're all sitting down at your table, and you're ready to eat and ready to drink. And I want you to imagine your favorite meal, whatever that meal is that's out there. I'll give you a little bit of help. You know, it, so one of my favorite meals, I got way too many favorite meals. It, you know, Jane has a hard time just figuring out, okay, what does he want today? And uh, she always picks my favorite, no matter what it is. Except for tonight, <laughs> yeah. So. Hi, Jane. Uh, um, so let me, let me give you an example of one of my favorite dinners. And this, uh, this goes way back to even when I was a kid. So you sit at the table, and there's this beautiful beef roast, right? You all like beef roast? Just gorgeous. And it's juicy, and, and it's tender. And it, you can just smell it. My mom we used to cook it in, in a slow cooker. And you can just smell it as it just, just covered up the whole house. And alongside that roast is mashed potato. It's creamy with, with small hole pressed down in the middle of it. So you take a big ladle of gravy and just pour it in the hole, right? Yeah, I know. It's not lunchtime yet, folks. The gravy would then fill that hole and it would just kind of roll over the sides. You've done that, right, with your mashed potatoes, right? You know what I'm talking about. Okay. And then you have... Um, uh, a roll or two on the side of the plate, and um, it's just great. And then comes that fresh, sweet yellow corn, cooked with pads of butter just dripping. Yeah, Dane doesn't have the butter dripping for me. She's protecting my heart. Um, and then there's potatoes, and there's this gravy all over the place, and a good glass of water or whatever it is you like to drink at dinner, and just to help you. And when it's all over, pulling out of the oven is that nice hot pie, quickly with a nice scoop of vanilla ice cream all over it, melting on that pie. So what's your favorite meal now? Think about it, right? What's on your plate? What's in your glass? Isaiah writes, and uh, he says, Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me here that your soul may live. Verses 2 through 3. Isaiah is not talking about roast beef, though, or hot rolls or even a pie with, with ice cream. The table that he is inviting us to has the richest of food that you can imagine. And it has the most nourishing drink. You see, the table that we eat at has been set by God's one and only Son. Jesus has prepared a meal that is beyond imagination. Isaiah says, this food that Jesus puts in front of you and in front of me is rich and it is strong. Listen to what he writes in chapter 53, verse 3 to 6. This gives you an idea where Jesus is coming from. He, verse 3, he was despised. He was rejected by men and a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief as one from whom men hide their faces. And he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. 
But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Sound familiar? Of course. Jesus' final few days on earth, he is rejected and he is beaten. He is whipped and he is bloodied. You can picture how the Roman soldiers have despised him. You see, have seen pictures of his wounds and that he was so crushed he could not even carry his cross to his execution. He was stricken, smitten, and afflicted. Jesus does all this to set the table with the richest foods. He bore your griefs and my griefs, and he carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He carried all our sins, all our iniquities on his shoulders. And by his stripes, you and I and the world is healed. On that cross, he prepares forgiveness for the iniquity. By his suffering, the table is covered with salvation for that iniquity. And by his suffering, the table is covered with salvation. His death puts eternal life on our plates. Look at the table, imagine it. Each dish, every glass brings us to the very presence of God himself to eat and to drink his peace. His peace, one of the choicest of foods at Jesus' table, is peace. But not just any peace. The Bible's peace is more than absence of war, more than a stop in fighting. God's peace is safety, health, wholeness, plenty of food to eat, wounds healed, relationships strong, bodies sound and fit purpose in life. One symbol for peace is what you see on the screen, the horn of plenty. The horn of plenty is a long basket, small at one end and then larger at the open end, and all sorts of food just simply rolls out of it, as you can see. In times of peace, people have food, and they have lots of it. It is a time of satisfaction. Another sign of peace is the shaking of hands and saying, God's peace with you. Everybody, stand up. Surprise. Turn to whoever is next to you and take their hand, shake their hand, and say, God's peace be with you. Okay, sit back down. <laughs> it is a way of blessing someone else. The words and the hands joined are a prayer, a prayer for strong relationships in church, in home, and in our neighborhoods. Peace is health and wholeness of body and soul. Peace is freedom from worry. Peace is uninterrupted sleep. Jane gave me 12 hours of sleep when I got back from Milwaukee. Amazing. And, and it was uninterrupted. It was great. Peace is the balance in your step and the quiet confidence of a day lived with purpose. What an incredible spread of food on this table, forgiveness, 
salvation, eternal life, God's love, and God's peace. It's a meal that satisfies, blesses our relationships, gives wholeness of body and soul, provides purpose to life, and we are all invited to this rich feast of blessings. We're invited because Jesus did not stay crushed. He did not stay beaten. (coughs) Excuse me. He didn't stay in the grave. He rose victoriously on Easter And this meal is a victory celebration, a time for rejoice. It is the most joyous meal that you or I could ever eat because Jesus is there alive and inviting us to join him. He is inviting us now. (coughs) Excuse me. That too is incredible. Normally, who gets invited to the best meals in town? You ever thought about that? A dinner at the White House. Imagine that. Anybody here get an invitation to the White House for dinner? (laughs) Excuse me. Usually it's the rich dignitaries. And then the problem is, where do they sit at the table? Do they get to sit next to the president or at the far end of the table? What senators are invited? And again, where do they all get to sit? And it's not just with state dinners. If you got the money to be served, the fanciest meals, you eat them. A big bank account, and you can buy $500 of bottles of wine to drink. Are you famous? The famous get invited to the clubs and the parties. Celebrities get in, and guess what we get? We're outside in line still. Are you good looking? Do you wear fancy clothes? Do you have just the right brand name on your clothes? Someone will pull up a chair for you then. Sit down at the table. But notice what happens with those meals. People are excluded because they don't have enough money, no political power. Go home. You're not welcome. That's not the case with Jesus. Listen again, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come. Buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. What an amazing invitation. Everyone, you and me, people outside, people around the world are all invited. No one is excluded from the invitation. You could be old, weak, tired, handicapped, nerdy, out of shape, wearing secondhand clothes, bought at a thrift shop, unemployed, underemployed, unnoticed. Everyone, anyone is invited. Status, power, money, fame, looks, dress don't count at Jesus' table. In fact, you can't buy your way to the table. You can only be invited by Jesus. He set the table. The chairs are ready for you and me to sit in. And only the richest of foods are there for us to nourish our bodies and souls. But the sad thing is, There are empty chairs. Some haven't arrived at the meal yet. They still need to be invited. And who does the inviting now? It's you and me. We do. We are the witnesses to the people who aren't yet at the table. I mean, if 100 extra people suddenly showed up for church, we'd make room for them, right? Oh, come on now. (laughs) Right? 
Thank you. But they need to be invited for that to happen. So let me give you three practical ways for you to help with this invitation. First, just because you can't buy your way to Jesus' table doesn't mean money isn't important in the, in the church. Lights have to be, be on. Heat needs to warm the building. Air needs to cool it at this time of year. Bread and wine need to be bought for the Lord's Supper. And the list goes on and on and on. And our church needs to be an inviting place for people to come, to feel welcome, to feel safe. And, and when you put envelope in the, in the collection plate, it is not to buy your way in, because you cannot buy your way in. But it is, a help. it is to help invite others. That's the main purpose of, of your contributions to the church, is to, for us, you and me, to invite others to come. Secondly, actively invite someone to come. When's the last time you invited someone to come to worship a Bible study? Ask someone you know to accompany you to a service or to a Bible class. Show that person around, sit with him or her, and help them follow the service. Most people who don't attend church end up coming because someone like you invited them. Be the one who speaks the invitation. Third, live an uninviting inviting life. Live a life that shows anyone is welcome to feast on Jesus' forgiveness, life, salvation, and peace. If you use social media, that could be a wonderful thing. It could also be a dangerous thing because often people do not use social media well or properly, but not us because we're there to invite people, invite people to Christ's meal. So use it in a wonderful way so that people are blessed. So give generously, invite freely, be a living invitation. Remember a couple years ago, I asked you how many of you drive home from work or school, open your garage door, drive into the garage and shut the door. And by the way, your neighbors are all doing the same thing. When's the last time you left your garage door open, got out of the car, and maybe knocked on your neighbor's door and said, hi, come to the table. Think about it. Picture yourself coming up to the communion rail. You kneel or stand. Then imagine the walls that we see here, the beautiful walk walls, are gone. They're wide open. The walls alongside of you are gone. They are wide open. And the rail, the communion rail, extends to the end of the world, filled with all those who eat and drink of Jesus' forgiveness and of his peace. We are kneeling. We are standing with everyone who has come to this wonderful meal, male or female, rich and poor, healthy and sick, young and old, Asian and Latino, disfigured and beautiful, handicapped, the star athlete, presidents and everyday citizens, well-dressed, and even the homeless. And who else is with us? Jesus is there. Our risen Lord has set the table. He has invited us. What a meal this is now for all eternity including for those who still need to be invited. Jesus has set 
and invited us to a wonderful table of food and drink. And he's done that so you and I might invite others. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, help us to invite, to reach out and invite friends and non-friends to come and to sit at the table that you have set so that you too and they too can celebrate you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us rise and profess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God. Let's go to our Heavenly Father with prayers, praise, and thanksgiving. For those who have not truly heard the grace offered to all through the everlasting covenant given to David, but rely on the letter of the law, expecting justice instead of mercy, let us pray to the Lord. For the Holy Spirit's work through word and sacrament to instill and strengthen the faith of all who call out to God in hope and trust, let us praise the Lord. With one another and our brothers and sisters around the world, for all God's promises which endure forever, let us thank our gracious God. For all who face this day with little or no food, with poor sheltered and tattered clothes, without caring support or necessities, dealing with ongoing oppression and persecution, struggling through long-term ills and sudden man-made or natural disaster, including all those who are affected by the ridge fire, that our gracious God would visit, relieve, strengthen, and surround them with caring people and the precious gospel. Let us pray to the Lord. Today we Today we lift up Joan Walker recovering from surgery and the family of Tom Green who went to his heavenly home. 
We bring all these things to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We sing, be present at our table. Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who by his death and resurrection opened to all people your gracious promises of eternal life. Therefore, with our angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Our Father, who art in heaven. Please be seated. And if you're joining us with Communion Day, would you please fill out the communion card in your, in your pew? See you. 
Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this gracious gift. And we ask that you would strengthen us through it in faith towards you and in earnest love towards one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. You sing the Revelation song.
Amen. Please be seated. We have announcements, Laura? It's the first Sunday of the month, and um, that's when we collect the mites. Um, so reach into your purse, reach into your pockets, and um, get some change out, and then um, put them in the little purple boxes back there. These mites go for um, things during the year for two years, and they're for causes that are supported by the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. And then Vicki, you want to come up? Or, would you want me to go ahead? Okay. So um, the fellowship committee, Vicki, <laughs> I was on vacation, um, planned a really special barbecue for this last Saturday, but was the park was overcome close to the Ridge Fire. So the park's fine, but the Ridge Fire, and so we canceled it. But we have a rerun barbecue, and that's going to be this Friday... August 11th at 5 o'clock, and we're going to have um, the hot dogs and the hamburgers and a salad and lemonade and cookie, and it's going to be a fundraiser that Isla had spoken about last Sunday for the youth who are going to New Orleans for a youth convention in two years. So the meal will be $6, and um, hope to see all of you there with bells on your toes to have fun and fellowship, and um, it should be lots of fun. Okay? And it's going to be in the fellowship hall. Yay! Yes, Jane? Games and maybe bingo, and it will just be fun. We can play on that beautiful grass that's right out front um, because we never use it. It just sits there pretty, and we spend lots of money on the water to water it. <laughs> so um, anyway, for the hot dog or hamburger meal, and plus whatever donation you want to contribute, and it's for the youth. Yes, Jane. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because this is a fundraiser. So just come and bring your money and donate it. We're going to have hot dogs, and it's okay, Jane. Because <laughs> we're going to have... What? Oh, bring a pie. Okay. Um, but it's just going to be come and have fun. We're going to have the hot dog or hamburger and a green salad, maybe a little potato salad. And um, so it is good. And what an opportunity to invite. Oh, invite. I know the whole sermon. Go ahead, Pastor. Thanks. Your turn. <laughs> A little, I'm just giving you a little help with the song. No, okay. no, no, no. Uh, invite a friend. It's good. We have 50 hot dogs and 50 hamburgers, and I don't think there's anything on the calendar because I looked. Yes. Five o'clock. Boy, oh, boy. You missed me, didn't you? <laughs> Everyone, come up and give the announcement. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, okay. And that was all written here, you know. I have to look at my notes. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. I need Is that it? Oh, other announcements? I have a hundred announcements. But you're not going to get them all. So, um, so a little teaser for you all. Sometime in the month of September, probably the latter part of the month of September, 
Um, hopefully we will have finished our end times Bible study by then. And then we're going to jump into the book of Revelation. And here's the interesting part, two interesting parts maybe, is we're going to do it on a regular Sunday morning, but we're going to also do it on Wednesday evenings uh, at the same time that our youth meet so their parents can come. And even better, it's, we're going to think we may start it at 5.30 so that when parents can pick up their children, maybe we'll, people, volunteer, who watch their kids so the parents from our school can also come in, which probably means we need to figure out a meal. But we're Lutherans. We can do that because we love meals. Remember setting a great table, right? You all heard the sermon, right? Please say yes. Yes, Jane. Welcome back. How many weeks will it be? I don't know yet because here's, here's the really interesting thing. Uh, Concordia, Concordia, Concordia Publishing House. Sent, sent me a note, and some others also, to see if they're coming out with, is, they put together, or are still putting it together, so it might be delayed, a new Bible study based on a commentary uh, written by Dr. Brighton, one of our cemeteries, on the book of Revelation. And we've been asked to be a test. So we get to test it together. So that means you all need to come. Because I can't give any feedback other than my own, and they want more than me. They, want, they really want yours, feedback. They, not that they don't care for mine, but you're the ones who are going to be able to say, ah, we couldn't follow it. It was too many Greek words. Because I'm in Dr. Brighton's commentary. There's Greek words. So, but it's good. So please, when, when we get the date, please pick. Come morning, come during the week, and we'll stay on task so that you can come either or. If you miss one, you can make it up at the other one. So mark your calendars for that. Okay. Um, Tom Green, who most of you know, I think you know, no, he passed away last week. Very, very, very peaceful. He had a heart attack Thursday, apparently. I think no, that's not as wrong. Anyway, he had a heart attack. Went to the hospital. They released him because he was fine. His fam, his children, all were able to get here, and he very peacefully, most likely, was heart failure, passed away at home. Oh. Uh, so Thursday, this Thursday, you may have seen a note. There's a change to the note. We're doing uh, his funeral Thursday morning. We're doing it at 9. Now, there's, there's nothing afterwards. So if, you know, those who have the, I think the ladies' Bible study, actually, it starts at 10, so you can actually come here. We're not taking over the fellowship hall because right after the funeral, we have to go to Igo because he's Marine, very proud Marine, and will be buried with honors up there. We have the... Uh, Motorcycle uh, guys um, will be leading us up there. He'll have the 21-gun salute or whatever they changed it to now. I can't remember. They seem to change it now and then. Um, his kids, are, his mother, his wife already passed away, so his kids will receive the um, flag. So um, please come uh, if you're in town. And I don't know how many of you actually met Tom. He wasn't here very long with us. His real name, by the way, is Tommy. So you can hear me call him Tommy. That's not a nickname. That is his real name. And it's, uh, he's number four, and he has one son named Tommy who's number five, Tommy. It's a historical thing. So, so please, if you're available at 9 a.m. Thursday, come, and let's uh, celebrate with the family. Um, and, uh, just, uh, and then if you wish to go up to the cemetery, up, you're also going to do that too. And then one last thing. Oh, 
So we have fellowship. There's food. I saw treats today. So they're there. Coffee, tea, water, and then Bible study. Book of, um, not Book of Revelation. End times at 1045. And you got plenty of time. So I don't normally do this, but I'm going to make somebody stand up today just because I can. Ah, he heard that. So it's uh, over here. It's Pastor David Cecil, his lovely wife and his sister-in-law. David and, well, family and my family were at Fort Wayne together. Uh, my son and their son were, our oldest son were like this. And then David and I worked with the scouts there, the Boy Scouts there, the troops there, and our kids, were, boys were both into that. Um, and uh, he's here visiting his sister-in-law, who lives here. And... Um, so he's surprised this morning as he's walking up the aisle, and he stands right here, and, just, and we think it's been how many years? <laughs> yeah, it's been, been, been a real long time since we've seen each other. So he doesn't have to stand up, but please welcome them and say hello to them. And, yeah. And I couldn't get in the promise to tell you any secrets, but don't ask. Okay? <laughs> Let us go in peace, serve the Lord, and invite.